This is a show about getting spooked for fun, and neither one of the hosts are associated with the attractions discussed in any way. Except for those skeletons in Devin's closet. Some topics may go from ghoulish to ghastly, so viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to The Great American Scream. Good afternoon, good evening, Adam. I'm so glad you're here uh, for this, the board meeting of the Great American Scream, Inc. Uh, we got to talk about uh, business and stocks and, again. and crypto again. Yeah. We're just... <laughs> no, we're not talking about crypto. Hi, hi. Welcome to the Great American Scream. My name is Devin Wright. My name is Adam O'Connell. I don't know why we're talking about business so much in this podcast recently. I don't know what's going on. Uh, what's in the, the air? You know the economy and the the jobs and Spookcoin is big. Spookcoin. Spook I don't think coin, it can be called yeah. Spookcoin. I think it needs to be called like. Uh, this is a I better mean, name for, for it. For the for the podcast, it would be called like Scream Coin. Yes. But the general horror coin would be like Scare Coin. Scare Coin is pretty good. Yeah. Okay, put a pin in it. Well, anyway, um, this is a business insider. Exclusive <laughs> podcast only available to subscribers to Business Insider, the magazine. Not to us. Not to us. No, I don't subscribe to that. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it's not available to our subscribers. It's only available to subscribers of Business Insider. Right. People who are subscribed to The Great American Scream but not Business Insider are just being supportive. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this will probably be the last time we talk about business for a while, although I probably shouldn't say that because I'm sure it'll I, actually you know, come up again. But, yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about shock advertising this week, specifically yes. advertisements and commercials that are meant to scare you. And meant to scare you is interesting because there have always been those commercials that you saw when you were a kid that frightened you. Uh, then they weren't intended oh, yeah. to frighten you. Um, I'm yeah. trying to think of one specifically from my childhood that I was scared of. Um I did not like the commercial of the two boys dressed as the old lady trying to get the lady in the supermarket to buy Snickers uh, Whoa, yeah. for Halloween. That one kind of scared me. I didn't like that one. Okay. I uh, was not scared of this, but it has been stuck in my head. Remember when Dylan and Cole Sprouse talked about Danimal's Crush Cups all the time? Yeah, I do. That's just a, that's just a little me thing. There's also, <laughs> you grew up, so I don't know if you remember the upstairs upstate new york classic that is zoom flume water park uh, i don't uh, think i ever got commercials for them so it brilliant advertising uh zoom flume water park you gotta go less than an hour <laughs> from kingston it's every single like 845 orange county person knows what this commercial is and it was not scary for the most part until they talked about the black hole slide which was like a ah. totally dark slide and i was afraid of the slide not the advertisement that's see, as I close see, as I, I can get Okay, fair. Um, but I started thinking about this because you know what commercial I saw the other day? The um, the K-Fee coffee commercial, the car when jump you, scare video. When you told me that this was going to be the topic, it, that is the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, because like, A, talk about that, like, we used to use that to jump scare each other back in the day, back in the analog days. Oh, uh, yeah, back in the back <laughs> in the analog days. What, we put it up on a tube television? What are you talking yes. about? 
Um, and it, I started to think about like, obviously this is a great commercial if you want to go viral, if you want to people talking about your ad, but why in the fresh hell would anybody, any company want to advertise their product by scarring the youth of America or in Kefi's case, the youth of Germany? Yeah, specifically the youth of Germany. I think the the thing about spooky commercials that doesn't make sense to me is that the people who will like them the most are teenagers. But Uh as anybody who plays a theme park management game like Planet Coaster or Thrillville Off the Rails for the PlayStation 2 will know, teens spend the least amount of money on stuff. It's the least effective demographic to advertise to. Especially for, like, a car. What 16-year-olds who buy a car? Uh, Now, shock advertising is a little different from just regular scary commercials. Uh, Shock advertising is it's, it's a marketing tactic that is deliberately sets out to frighten, disgust, offend, or startle consumers by violating social and cultural norms. That could be that it is scary. It could just be that it's gross. Like, there is a couple of different um uh like different sort of ways that shock advertising uh operates um and it's most often we see it most for things like uh psas charity ads and other like adverts that are meant uh to make you take an issue seriously we see them most of the time in psas everybody's seen like a shocking psa before there's youtube compilations of shocking psas right and there's a difference between like shock advertising like like when it's done for a psa versus a product or a or a brand it feels different even if the execution is exactly the same the tone completely shifts because if it's like if it's a product commercial that's shocking, you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to be talking about this commercial on Discord with my friends. Whereas the PSA one, you're like, oh, that shock served a purpose and made me think about a thing. Like, it's it's all a it's all a buzz play, right? Like, it's all like a stock market play of you just want <laughs> you just want more people to know your know your brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and like, exactly. Cause the main goal is to create buzz, not necessarily to sell a product. Right. The more people are talking about your freaky ad, the more people talking about your company, your organization, whatever. So not, uh, it's not necessarily to be like, I will scare you into buying this thing. It's like, I will scare you. So you talk about whatever it is that yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and a large portion, that's why a large portion of the shock advertising that we recognize comes from the two thousands around the same time that internet like virality became a thing. Um, yeah. cause like before like going viral was a thing, commercials only got as far as how much the company paid to air them. But once YouTube became a thing, you could then share that commercial with your friends. You could watch it again, blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, so many like, classic internet videos like back in the in the late aughts you would you would talk about it and you're like oh have you seen this video oh it's crazy and then it would turn out that it was a commercial like yeah. that it, that somebody had made it i think of like the amount of mythbusters episodes where they test an internet video and then it turns out it was a commercial that one of the guy launching off of the yeah. giant slip and slide into the pool was a commercial uh i think it was anyway um like and it's very common yeah um shock advertising works when it does work because we remember it because fear is one of the most persuasive emotions that humans have 
Um, and the effect of shock advertising is also explained by the theory of selective perception. Um, Ooh. so selective, yeah, you always selective, bring psychology. These are right? the two Isn't things. It fun? I mean, like we're in a, we're in the business arc of <laughs> the great American scream, but we never leave psychology behind. Um, so selective perception is the process by which an individual selects, organizes, and evaluates stimuli from the external environment to provide meaningful experiences for uh, themselves. This means that people focus on certain features of their environment to the exclusion of others. That's all it means. It's like you typically you you naturally shut out other things in order to focus on something else. Um the, the consumer unconsciously chooses which information to notice, and this kind of selection is dependent on different perceptual filters, which are based on the consumer's earlier experiences. All that means is that you are going to shut out things you do not like, things you are afraid of. Uh, you're not going to pay attention to them. Um, yeah. And, and, and with commercials, like it, like it says, uh, it, the filters are based on the consumer's earlier experiences, right? So like, yeah. you are trained to watch commercials. You know what commercials look like, which is why... Uh, like a shock in a commercial is going to be even more shocking because you're used to the stimuli that you're you're accustomed to when it comes to commercials. Yeah. And one example of this kind of filter uh, is perceptual defense, uh, which is the tendency for people to protect themselves against ideas, objects, or situations that are threatening to them. This means Yeah, that one has it, a, a 10 mana cost and a 50 second cooldown and it gives <laughs> that debuff to your entire party. Yeah, I know that one. Uh, this means that if a consumer finds a certain kind of advertising content threatening or disturbing, the message will be filtered out. An example of this would be like a heavy smoker who could be filtering out a picture of a cancer sick lung since the concept could be perceived as dis disturbing and uncomfortable, which is why you don't see a lot of shock advertising PSAs doing things like just showing you pictures of cancerous lungs or, or things like yeah. that. Because we're more likely to filter that out than for uh, and actively avoid that than for it to scare us, which is why a good PSA, good shock PSA, will find another way to 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 frighten you without having to use that imagery that they know you're going to filter out. Yeah, you know, thinking about, you know, jumping a little bit ahead, the two different Canadian work safety and insurance commercials mm -hmm. that we watched, those two are very clearly like, if I think about it, I can remember the message of one. But because it was related to the content it's not as easy to remember, whereas the other one, it pops out of my mind. That'll make more sense yeah. in a little and bit. No, and one but, most... Oh, sorry. So, like, that, that's that's also the the kind of packaging on, like, Australian cigarettes of, of yeah. diseased lungs and stuff. It probably is way more effective at getting people to not start smoking versus people who already smoke are going to filter out that yeah. they're Which just going like to buy it. That is a it, it, that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's a good thing to mm. prevent people from starting smoking, but it's not necessarily going to stop mm. people who already started. Um, yeah, it's just and, not a catch all. Yeah, and when we think of shock advertising, we think of anti drug PSAs, child abuse PSAs, workplace safety PSAs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and in general, when they are used for these purposes, uh, they're very successful. For example, yeah. I think about the Montana Mo Montana Meth Project PSAs. Uh, which, if you have not seen them, are a very scary series of PSAs of, uh, like, the effects of meth, not physically. Like, it doesn't show you gross pictures, but of, like, on right. your psyche and, like, shows people, like, harming their families, robbing people, breaking into gas stations and stuff. Um, and they are very frightening. I'm so scared of them. I don't even live in Montana. I don't even see these. Yeah. I mean, that's really interesting that, you know, the most – it almost – is shocking not because of, again, like amazing, like weird monster effects or gross imagery, 
but because it almost breaks down the barrier of like what we think is acceptable to see on television. Yeah. You know, like That's exactly what shock advertising should do. Yeah. Um, and the ones you said before, the prevent it, which are the Canadian workplace safety ones. A These lot of people so have good. seen this series. Mostly, I, a lot of people have seen the one about the chef who slips in the kitchen, hits her head on the stove, and then drops an entire vat of boiling hot frying oil on herself, resulting in these like Freddy Krueger-like burns all across her body. And she screams. It is horrifying. It is so scary. Yeah, it is. It is very, very shocking. I my The thing I said earlier was I found it. It is very shocking, and I, I think it's very well done. But my only issue with it is, like you said, the con the content of it relates to the message, right? Like mm-hmm. the person is is in an unsafe work environment and gets hurt, and the point of the thing is don't be in an unsafe work environment. Talk about it. Whereas the second one that we watched was a construction site where a man is walking through and talking about the different things. And then at the end, a zombie comes in and starts eating people. And the joke is like, like workplace safety is workplace, uh, unsafe workplaces are preventable. Uh, but you know, if a zombie apocalypse yeah, zombie happens, aren't. run like a mother and then it bleeps out, which is very cute. And that one stuck with me more because the shock is not related to the message, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I liked that one a lot. Uh, that one was, and I, I like how a everybody had already recognized that prevent it like sort of uh, formula already. So when you see the ad start, you're, yeah. you're going the whole time. Oh god, oh god, what's going to happen to him? What's the accident? And when they use zombies, it's it's fun. Um, right. Yeah. There's also Monsters, which is an anti-drinking campaign from Fragile Childhood. Uh, It depicts children accompanied by various uh, horrifying monsters uh, of of several of different dress and uh, form uh, meant to show how children may view their parents when they are drunk or when they drink. Uh, Mm. And this one is A, very effective. B, has a lot of like interesting, very scary creatures. um, And I just think is, is super duper smart. Yeah, you know, I I find this one interesting because I don't know. This seems like a commercial that would be scary to kids. Right. But the thing is, the message is for adults. I, so, I think the fear of it for adults comes from putting children with those monsters in a seemingly frightening right. or dangerous situation. Yeah, and like obvious, like the kind of idea is like you don't want your kid to feel the same way your kid feels when they they see that commercial, yeah. I guess. But like, it it feels a bit off. Hmm. I always think about it. I compare it to the the. Have you ever seen the music video for Kids by MGMT? Yes, that's one of my favorite songs ever. But I cannot watch the music video because it's so upsetting to me. And mm. if you haven't seen the music video, it's this little like three year old kid who's walking down the block and he keeps passing these monsters that start making him cry. And I don't think it's scary because of the monsters. I can't watch that poor it's kid react kid. to the monsters. Yeah. See, my thing, my association when I watch the the monsters PSA is the the Fooglies or whatever from Spy Kids. Like, I'm thinking that these are parental spies that are trapped in monsters. That's my issue, really, uh, to get to the root of it. 
Yeah. So there are, of course, also examples of PSAs using shock advertising that don't go quite as well. Um, And the reason shock advertising doesn't work when it doesn't work is because it can be too over the top, causing an inverse effect. Perceptual defense will come back in and you literally block the ad out if it is too much. Um, It can also come come off as manipulative depending on what the piece is actually advertising and the content. Um, Yeah. It also can come off as schlocky. Yeah. Like... Like as manipulative, but like in a shameless way. Yeah, I, I think of you. You have a good, uh, an obviously good uh, example here in the yeah. outline. But the one of the ones that you showed me, the tick tick global warming mm-hmm. PSA, was just so. It felt like a political ad that I didn't. I was like, nah, I know. Like, shut yeah. up. That ad is from like 2005, though. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's very an inconvenient truth. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, But a lot of PETA's ads will fall into this category, as PETA's ads are designed almost entirely to cause controversy and create buzz. Yeah. But it actually usually ends up turning people against PETA rather than to their support. Uh, Hilarious. For example, there was the ad campaign where they compared farm animals to victims of the Holocaust, which is when uh, perceptible defense will turn it back into outrage. Because uh, it's shocking. That is shocking. But it's not shocking in a, oh, I better do something about this way. It's shocking right. in a how dare you the, way. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, the shock does not come from the horror faced by these animals. The mm-hmm. shock comes from the gall of a yeah. person to compare the two. Like, that is not the shock that is yeah. intended. And PETA's ads also tend to be very bloody with the intent to frighten, uh, but end up coming off as preachy or hypocritical, um, which all is also because PETA has a reputation of just being terrible. Um, yeah, which, awful. By the way, if you want a PETA alternative uh, to donate to and support, go donate to the Animal Legal Defense Fund, the World Wildlife Fund, or your local no-kill shelter. Way better yeah. than, uh, than doing anything with PETA. Um, another good example of uh, these is the nationwide. There's a nationwide Super Bowl commercial from 2015, which featured this young boy talking about his dreams and all the things that he wants to do, and then is revealed will never get to do because he died yes. from a preventable accident. He fell out of window. This, this, uh, oh, that was the Ravens, right? The Ravens won that. Ah, that was. What, what do I? Uh, you think I know? Sorry, wait. Uh, I just feel like I remember because uh, the oh no, it was the Patriots versus the Seahawks. There's a bird um, in there. It was a bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but oh right, it was the Patriots win. I remember that commercial because that was the impetus for my school doing a similar thing of a day of statistics where like every X amount of minutes a kid like left their classroom and a tombstone got put up on their locker of like the things they would miss. Weird. This thing you're telling me right now. I, Oh, okay. So let me take you down this little rabbit hole. This is some (laughs) shock advertisement that was put in my high school every year uh, around prom. There would be a mock uh, disaster drill. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Like where kids would, the, the, the fire department would bring in two ruined vehicles and then there would be a kind of skit played out where, there was a drunk driver after prom and kids die. Yeah. Uh, and it's horrible and really stressful. And I hated yeah. uh, being near it because because I was in theater. It meant all my friends were always in it. Yeah. Uh, but related to that, my senior year. <laughs> so the year after uh, the Super Bowl commercial, 
my theater teacher decided that we would have a day of statistics, which is something that a lot of schools do where I think it's every eight minutes uh, a teenager dies of a texting and driving accident or a drunk driving accident. Um, and so every eight minutes, a kid would leave their classroom, walk to the, the theater wing, get put in like white, like pale makeup and a black outfit. And the idea was that the black outfit was what they would wear to their funeral. Uh, and they carried around a tombstone and a tombstone was put on their locker that would have one thing that they would lose or like not get to see because they died. It's like, and I was a part of that. I died. <laughs> let me tell you the fun, this the most so fun part of this. This is to the school day. I hate this. <laughs> and let me tell you, well, the whole idea was like, once you were dead, you went back to class, but you didn't speak so that you still like went through your school day. Uh, and, I died on my way to school like I was the first dead. So I went to school in my funeral outfit and white makeup and I was driving my my little car and don't fear the Reaper was playing as I drove to school. It's the worst. Anyway, That's so strange. It is strange. I, I think it's effective, though. Um, but Like if I, you buy into it, it's really I effective. Guess, yeah. But anyhow, well. With this nationwide commercial, the problem with it was that it was a na- a that it was a nationwide commercial. If this were a yeah. safety PSA, it would have been it, right. It was an insurance. Day. Yeah, they were trying to sell you life insurance or or, yeah. or home insurance, effectively. Um, and then second, this ad was tested to death and performed really, really well. But it aired during the Super Bowl when yep. everyone's yeah, expecting yeah. funny commercials. See, but that to me is the time to do. If it was a PSA and not an insurance commercial, yeah. I think people would be talking about it in a good way. Of yeah, like, if it were oh, a PSA. you took the Right. You took the moment that everybody was expecting funny and gave them a hard truth and that's cool. Yeah. But um but it, it was a commercial. So um now something interesting happens when we use shock advertising to advertise a product or a service rather than draw attention to a cause like P, uh, PSAs do. So uh, in February of twenty twenty uh, the Burger King released an ad called the Moldy Whopper using time-lapse photography to show how a Whopper deteriorates and molds in 34 days. The ad was meant to showcase the removal of artificial preservatives from the recipe, showing how it kind of decomposed naturally. Um, the opinion on the ad was pretty divided. On one hand, it was bold uh, and brought up a very good point and showed that, like, you know, it rots like the rest of natural food does. Uh, and uh-huh. Burger King on the is- other hand, yucky. Yeah, right, Gross. yeah. Burger King may be known for their slightly weird ads, but it's a gross commercial, especially for anyone who's particularly yucked out by mold like I am. Uh, yeah. It is a gross commercial. Yeah. And also, like, it's it's the I, I, I get it. Like so many of these ads, I try to put myself in the place of like an ad agency pitching uh-huh. it because that's always when it makes sense. Right. Because your job as an ad agency is not to sell a product, it's to get people to think about the product. And that's why shock advertisement works, because it's about virality. It's not actually about the effectiveness of the yeah. uh, the product or anything. With this one, you can imagine an ad agency being like, it's, it's a really good message to be like, hey, we've removed all these artificial things. We should really play that up. It should be a kind of shocking commercial. It'll be kind of artistic, blah, blah, blah. But nobody from the Burger King team was like, yeah, 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 that's great. We eat these. <laughs> these are hey, meant to be eaten. These are for food. These go in our tummies. 
And we don't want people to associate with mold. Yeah, like that that has to be the first thing. Excuse me. Great, Glenn. Really good presentation. (laughs) So you do want the first association people make with our product, which is, just to reiterate, a cheeseburger. You want the first thing they think of to be mold. Arguably one of the most famous cheeseburgers. One of the famous cheeseburger, and honestly, one of the the gooder cheeseburger, I would say. <laughs> um, but Wild. yeah, that's that's what happens when it's used for commercial purposes. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, so now I want to talk about some of the most shocking and frightening ads that have ever aired on TV and the effects that they had. Did they work? Did they not? Um, so let's start off by going back and talking about the KFI coffee commercial. Classic. These are the ones everybody knows about. So in April of 2005, the German coffee company KFI uh, released nine 20-second ad slots as part of their Wide Awake campaign. Uh, each one of the ads features a peaceful scene to soothing music, such as a car driving down a serene hillside, a man fishing, a woman doing yoga on a mountain, or two people about to kiss on a beach. Uh, and just before the ad ends, either a freakish zombie or a bloody gargoyle pops in front of the camera and screams very loudly before the ad cuts away to a screen that says, ever been so wide awake. That is the ads. Yeah. Classics. Horrifying. Hor- classics. Absolute Classics. Absolute classics. The the car one is the one everybody used to prank their friends, being like, oh, yes. you can see a ghost if you look at blah, 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 blah. Um, but there was just a jump scare. Um, and these are the textbook definition of screamers, and they aired with a lot of controversy. With many yeah, we saying, talked about these on our Screamers episode. Yeah, like way back in the day. And many people were saying that this ad shouldn't even be allowed to air on television. because that's Yeah, calm down. Uh, it's a silly, spooky zombie. Yeah, and the car version of the ad became a meme to prank your friends with. Um, I would call this ad successful despite the controversy as we do still talk about them today and they create a lot of buzz for the time. Yeah, I think we should have like a three category ranking system for this, for all of these ads. The first question is good ad, bad ad, just like thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. The second one is do like, do you think you would associate this with the brand, right? Like if you were walking through the grocery store, would this ad make you go, oh, those are the zombie ad people? Yeah. And then the last one, I'll say up or down, was it actually scary or not? Yeah, that so I like, think is fair. So like Kefi Coffee, good commercials, uh, would make me think of the product because like the tagline fits, you know, like even yeah. though the content is wrong, they like make you associate the tagline. And you're like, oh, right. Awake coffee. OK, yeah. Yeah. And then. Uh, not scary now. No, not scary. Would be anymore, scary in 2005. Definitely scary if you saw it on TV expecting a normal commercial. Yeah. Um, and like this is one of the few ads on this list that is a straight up screamer. A lot of the ads on this list won't do that. Um, yeah, a lot of ads period won't do that, but this one is a straight up screamer. Um, so the next one I want to talk about is little baby's ice cream. This straight up is my favorite entry on this list. If you ever get to know me in person, like three weeks in of hanging out with me, I will ask you if you've ever seen this video. And if you say no, I will show it to you. I, I, I like, I like this. It's so weird. This is good. The the thing about this is like it makes sense for a small company that's probably running local ads, you know? Yeah, I think. Well, let me talk about the content of the ad. Yeah, I'll so, say yeah. If it works or not. So 
Little Baby's Ice Cream was was an ice cream company located in Philadelphia known for their odd commercials. Uh, all of their main adverts are very, very creepy, including uh, – there's three main ones. One is called Love Liquors, uh, a person mm-hmm. made of ice cream holding a smaller version of himself in a cone, only for it to be revealed that he is about to be eaten by a man who looks just like him. And then the camera zooms out again that. and again and again. The cycle only stops to reveal a human tongue about to lick the last man. <laughs> and then the voice – the scripts <laughs> for this ad are the best part because the voiceover goes – Go ahead and lick something. We lick you very much. If you want to, lick something. Lick us. We love to lick. We lick to love. We're love lickers. Little baby's <laughs> ice cream. Ice cream is a feeling. Like, come Ice on. cream is a feeling is the greatest motto yeah. for any company ever. For any, it doesn't even have to sell ice cream. No, not, not at all. Um, the second one is probably the most famous one. This is the one that went ri- viral. This is a special yes. time. Uh, this features the same man, this time eating ice cream from his own head. He's covered head to toe yeah. in ice cream. It's actually marshmallow cream, but it is meant to be ice cream in the commercial. Um, and he is eating ice cream out of his own head while staring deeply, deeply into the camera. Yeah. Um, and he talks while a music box is played in reverse. And the voiceover said, there's a good reason for my glistening skin and how I shine. And how my pores are so clean and clear. I eat little baby's ice cream. It keeps me young. It keeps me light on my feet. I spring from activity to activity. I love my job. I love my life. When you eat little baby's ice cream, you'll wink and nod and hug and high five each other with great enthusiasm. This is a special time. Little baby's ice cream. Ice cream is a feeling. This one I'm in love with. (laughs) It's so good. His look into the camera is also not menacing. It's off-putting because he's very happy. He's very enthusiastic. Uh, I love the idea that his pores are very clean because he eats ice cream. They do not acknowledge the fact that he is covered in ice cream. Love that because we can't see his pores. We just have to take his word for it. I My only note is I love it keeps me young, keeps me light on my feet. I spring from activity to activity. I think... When you eat little baby's ice cream, you'll wink and nod and hug and high five each other with great with enthusiasm. Great it's one of the greatest lines of copy ever. Yeah. I love my job. I love my life. Incredible. Rule of threes. I need a third. And you know it's got to be I love my wife. Ah, okay. Like, respecting women. <laughs> respecting women and making sure we know that this man does have a par- a loving partner that he spends is his it, life does, with. Is it, is it, I love my job, I love my life, I love my wife, or is it, I love my job, I love my life, I respect women? <laughs> <laughs> I love my job, I love my life, I'm a feminist. Yeah. Uh, uh, and there's there's one more uh, called I- Eyes Scream, uh, which features people with mouths in place of their eyes, which is always scary. Uh, while yep. the music box plays in reverse again, and the voiceover says, "Eyes scream, you scream, we all scream for little baby's ice cream, handmade, super premium Philadelphia style ice cream, available in a rainbow of delicious flavors. Little baby's ice cream, ice cream is a feeling." Again, the this visuals, is good. the visuals is scary, but the the dialogue doesn't go quite as hard as the first two. That's the thing: is the dialogue could be a regular commercial. Yeah. Um, these ads did not perform well because fear isn't really a useful emotion to use to sell ice cream. Okay, I mean, agree to disagree. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, the business did close in 2019, which makes me sad because I could never eat mm. it. Um, yes. Uh, next, I want to talk about PlayStation. PlayStation. Yes, had when I this saw these weird 
early late nineties, early two thousand trend of these weird, weird, frightening commercials. It it video game commercials. We have to understand that video games were not a mainstream interest uh-huh. until maybe like twenty thirteen. Like yeah, that feels like right. it was not one. We don't get commercials for games anymore that much and when we do their mobile or their internet ads and they are footage of games right like but back in the day you that got old super fast and so these old (laughs) console commercials specifically are always so weird yeah and playstation is notorious for having yeah. The weirdest ones. And it's not just a moment that they had. PlayStation consistently makes Made weird these weird ads. Um, in June 2006, they released an ad featuring a stop motion baby doll. Classic. Speaking in tongues. Classic. Laughing like an adult man and crying tears of joy when it sees a PlayStation 3. It is so scary. <laughs> for I no love, reason. I love that commercial. That commercial I used to watch like with my friend when like we were Xbox 360 people and we were like, ha ha ha, look at these PlayStation people. They're so weird. Look at their weird commercials. But that uh-huh. commercial was sick. Yeah. Um, they also got David Lynch, Eraserhead David Lynch, Twin Peaks yeah, David Lynch yeah. to just direct an abstract commercial for the PlayStation 2 in 2000. Um, and then in 1999, Chris Cunningham of Apex Twin directed another ad featuring Ugh. a Scottish girl who was edited so it looked like she had eyes kind of like separated on either side of her head, monologuing about the yep. idea of mental wealth just sitting next to a PlayStation. It had nothing I to love do with it. anything, and it was so unsettling. And, like the set dressing and like the different effect, like all that coloring, ad, I it think, looks is, like she's being held art. hostage, but yeah. like. It's they were they're so strange. Um, I also want to talk about Adult Swim, and we could talk about Adult Swim okay. forever. Uh, on this, technically, it's kind of breaking my rule. I really only wanted to talk about. I didn't want to talk about movie trailers because that's kind of obviously some horror movie trailers are meant right. to scare you, um, or like TV commercial TV trailers. Um, but uh, these bumpers and stuff are advertising the TV station themselves. So I want to talk about it mostly because I want to talk about the Dawn is your enemy, which I think is one of the best adult swim bumpers of all times. Uh, the Dawn is your enemy is a 10 second sign off bump that would air at the end of adult swim, the adult swim block on cartoon network from 2005, 2010 uh, with the purpose of scaring children who would stay up late to watch the block. It was basically like that kind of old, almost technical drawing, like cut out, black and white pattern of a pair of sad looking eyes over the, the the horizon and in plain text it said the dawn is your enemy and it would play this weird like microphony yeah. diegetic kind of noise um and i find it so funny that it aired at the end of the block instead of the beginning that's the thing because if they aired it at the beginning of the block it's like okay you're scaring children you're getting them to turn off the thing uh, and and not watch Adult Swim by airing at the end of the block. It's solely about punishment. Absolutely, and like I, as a kid who really grew up mostly on Nickelodeon and then, and then later Disney Channel, I was always like fascinated by the culture of bumps in yeah. Cartoon Network, uh, Toonami, Boomerang, and Adult Swim, like. It's so fascinating that they put this one in and it was at the end of the Adult Swim block because all the Adult Swim bumps are fun. Yeah, like all the Adult Swim little bumps are fun and silly and they're usually like robot chicken things. 
Yeah. And like I this I love I I want this as like my my stream starting soon. Oh yeah. Screen yeah, yeah, on yeah. Twitch. It's it's super cool. Um there are also a series of bumpers that advertises advertise the Southern Gothic soap opera The Heart She Holler, which aired in twenty thirteen. Uh which by the way was a good show. Uh and yeah. the bumpers consisted of this is wild to me. They would put these second long jump scares in other commercials that aired on Adult Swim yes. of the character Mima from the show, uh, who was like all white with these big white contacts in and like frail white hair, laughing slash screaming with her mouth either covered in blood and or black goo. And just one second little flashes of her would air in the middle of other Adult Swim commercials and they would get longer every time they aired until it got to the Love full that. commercial, which consisted of Mima laughing at the camera for about 15 seconds. Huh, I remember seeing this for the first time and wanting to poop my pants. It was so scary. Uh, see, that's interesting to me because, like, when I see this person on the screen laughing and covered in blood, I'm like, that person's having fun. I want to watch that. Like, I genuinely was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I mean, yeah, I think it's super cool, but they, they put these jump scares in other commercials that were supposed to be safe. Yeah, that's the thing is I'm watching Dylan and Cole Sprouse yeah. talk about Danimal's crush cups, and then in comes this person. I would be spooked Meemaw. then, yes. Terrifying. Meemaw is not here for the crush cups. No. She wants to crush my cup, it really- as in my head, which is the <laughs> cup for my brain. It was really, really scary. Uh, I remember seeing it like when I started to watch Adult Swim. I would I used to stay up for like the first couple things that would air on Adult Swim and then I would go to bed. Like once the robot chicken started, I knew it was bedtime. Um, but yep, yep. but I would still get those little bu- – Adult Swim does that. Adult Swim is known for putting in weird things that are supposed to scare people who are stoned or just up super late or people who fall yeah. asleep and then wake back up and see what's on. Like that's what stuff like Too Many Cooks and Unedited Footage of a Bear is all about. Uh, yeah. But this is wild to me. Dawn is your enemy is still the one that's fascinating to me because like there's a whole fiction here of like a kid who would watch Adult Swim and then like be convinced that the reason they're not allowed to stay up late is not because of the scariness of the dark or like nighttime, but because of the dawn. Yeah, that's fascinating. I love that. It was so bizarre. Um, and there's one more that I actually put notes in the outline for that I want to mention is... Oh, um, no, I'm lost. This is a, a, an example of one that uses, like, because w- something that's even rarer than commercials just straight up going out to scare you is commercials uh, that use horror imagery uh, without yeah. the intent to scare you. There is a commercial for Dirt Devil, like the vacuum cleaner, that starts... Yes! It, this is a funny commercial. It starts with like a straight up scene from an exorcism, like a woman crawling and thrashing and screaming on the ceiling. And then it cuts to the woman in the apartment above who is vacuuming with a dirt devil, which is so yeah. powerful that it is sucked it is, this woman it is to the sucking ceiling. this woman to the ceiling. <laughs> so and then it goes, you know when possessed. it's the devil. Yeah. You know when it's the devil. I love that. There's also the Japanese tire commercial where like they're that driving this scary. car yeah. on this snow road. And then there's a scary girl. And then like, you get a jump scare and then the things back up. That's really good. Like all three thumbs up as in like those tires are effective at getting me away from scary ladies on snow covered roads at night. Like that's good. The, the 1240 phones for you ad, I would also like to shout out because that one is one that is not scary. It uses horror imagery, but like it's completely just funny because the lady is scared. And then the girl goes like, the Samsung Galaxy S3 is only 
th- three pence for just a month of service. And I'm like, hell yeah, lady, tell me about that phone. And there is one more that I also didn't put on the outline. And I, it's a bummer because I cannot remember what the commercial is for. But which is, I mean, the sign that it's not a very good commercial because I can't remember what the commercial yeah. is for. But I remember what it was is that there's a woman who's running away from like a a serial like a serial killer who's chasing her down the road, and then it cuts over to the serial killer, and he looks behind him and he's being chased by a clown, and then the clown <laughs> looks behind him and he's being chased by a zombie, and it does like six or seven of them. It's so funny, and I cannot remember what it's for. It's bumming me out. You know what? I would make that commercial about what we keep going we get like seven people deep and then behind behind them is gritty from the philadelphia (laughs) flyers and it's it's just an ad for the flyers i want to say it's for like a phone service or an insurance company I don't know why. What if I'm it's the that? sprint? What if it's the can you hear me now guy? Oh, who's it's not sprint, everybody? but that would be good. If anybody <laughs> knows what really that good. commercial is for, please tweet it at me. I need to remember. Um yeah. but uh, or it's a Chevy ad and at the back is just a Chevy, <laughs> like a big truck, and it chases them all down. Uh, uh that's well hey. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about today. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Great American Scream. Uh, if you enjoyed, please leave a rate and review on iTunes or a review on Spotify. But the best way to spread the word is to tell a friend about the show. If you have a friend who's into uh, scary movies, scary video games, business, stocks, cryptocurrency, <laughs> send them our way. <laughs> do not. Please do not. Uh, this is a crypto unsafe zone. Well, hey, Adam's recording is uh, (laughs) in the pooper right now, and he's trying to figure it out, and he's still on Zoom, but you're not going to hear him because I'm not going to try to stick up multiple recordings. But hey, spread the word about the show. As we said, our 100th episode is coming up, so if you have any ideas for what you think our special should be, please let us know. You can tweet at us uh, with the hashtag TGAS or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at GreatScreamPod and uh, tell us what you think about the show, what your favorite spooky advertisement is a special thank you goes out to michael segudo who does the intro disclaimer as well as stevie viola who does the intro and outro music and a super special thank you to all of our patrons patrons on patreon on the man in the fields tier or higher so thank you to once i get this thing going god we're full of things today thank you to regina ben gail joyce melinda and chris i've been devin wright adam has been adam o'connell and hopefully you have been spooked into buying a new brand of coffee and also our brand new cryptocurrency adam isn't here to be a goofer with me so we're just gonna sign off he looks very concerned we love you goodbye (laughs) 